I would love to take credit for it, but I'm pretty sure it was inspired. Whatever. Take credit for it. It came through your brain. And I channeled it. You took something that the universe gave you and you didn't throw it away. Thank you. That is all that genius is. That's all that genius is. Don't throw away that shit. That's right. But don't hoard it either. Don't hoard it. (laughs) Make use of it. Put it into the world. Yeah. Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about Shit My Soul Says. So Rosalie. So Jillian. It's time for the weekly woo. It's time for the weekly woo. The weekly woo, the weekly woo. It's time for the weekly woo. (laughs) Rosalie, what is the weekly woo? The weekly woo is the time in our show when we talk about something that's happened in the past week that is woo or woo adjacent that... Helps our listeners to understand just how deep into the universe we are. Mm-hmm. So, what is your weekly woo? I'm on a real little journey these days. Yeah. So, you know, in a previous episode, I talked about this book, Healthy Body at Every Size. And one of the things is about being very present with your food. And it really got me to look at like how I'm not present in my life overall, how I've been mm. like, I just watch a lot of television and I always have to kind of zone out. So I decided that I am, it's even more than just like, I'm going to focus while eating my food or I'm not going to um, watch TV. It's like, I'm trying to like channel this European life, Ooh. this like French way of living where you savor everything. You savor your food and you savor your moments. You savor the air outside. You just savor everything. And one of the things as I was reading about it, it's like they even like French women even like to like, take real care in their beauty routine. So Mm -hmm. I was doing that and it made me, and this is where it gets particularly woo, it made me really kind of think about as you're doing these things, when you're focusing in it, I think that you're imbuing more of your energy into whatever you're doing. So like your face routine, Mm -hmm. I'm making gestures around my face. You guys can't see that. Rosalie (laughs) can. It's useless. Um, The idea being that, you know, I was thinking about as I was putting some moisture on my face, moisturizer on my face, that... I wonder how much like energy is I'm putting into my face and like the difference than that makes. Mm -hmm. Because going back to the book, they even did research. I don't know if I mentioned this last time or not, but it kind of blew me away. They did studies that when people eat their food and they're focused and enjoying their food, they actually absorb more nutrients. You did say that. And so I've been thinking about that a lot. It just from the woo aspect of like, I mean, Maybe that's part of what's going on is that we're, there's something energetic happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But on the other side of that, so that's all really cool and wonderful. But on the other side of that, 
yeah, I've been using television to kind of numb myself up. I've used it as a drug. I always have since I was a kid. Same. And now that I don't have that drug, you know, as you come off of a drug and you're like, holy shit, Mm. that's what I'm kind of dealing with. So I'm dealing with some ennui lately. A little bit of ennui. I'm getting a little Buddhist, a little like life is suffering. <laughs> so it's a real happy little story. But I feel like it's good too because I feel like this this old energy needs to come up and it needs to like be birthed and be cleared so I can make way for something new in my life. Like I really think that this is an experience that I'm going through and I'm going to bring it up later on in the episode because something actually applies to our topic today. But I really feel like I'm going through some transition, some transformation mm-hmm. in order to prepare me for like a new stage. I love it. That's my woo. That's, that's where we're at. There's a whole bundle of goo in there. <laughs> but that's what's going on with me this week. I mean, that's not my weekly woo, but that's my life. Because <laughs> we're always like parallel. Yes. We are always parallel in what's going on with us. It's so it's, amazing. It's weird and I love it. I love it too. It's so woo. My weekly woo. Yes. Is what is your weekly woo, Rosalie? Oh, thank you for asking. You're welcome. I'm in I'm I'm inward facing right now, so I gotta get <laughs> outward facing again. Is that I got this book, Crystal Basics. Look at that. By Nicholas Pearson. It has pretty rocks on the cover. It does. It has pretty rocks on the inside too. Ooh. And I've been following this guy on Instagram and I really like him because he's he'll get on and he'll do videos about how this is how you find fake things or this is what the people are selling that's or what they're claiming about this thing and that's not true but he's super woo right oh good he's not just like this science oriented like let's find the fraud people he's like super woo and he bridges the gap he bridges the gap so he's my kind of we like that he's my kind of person and I was reading through there's going to be book noises mm-hmm. some of the crystal descriptions in yeah. the crystal dictionary at the back and I was going through and I was like, oh, I bought that one during COVID. And oh, I bought this one during COVID. And so I was looking at the meanings of all of them. And I was like, oh, but when I bought that, then I started doing the thing that it says that it does. Oh, <laughs> interesting. And like, so it was just really interesting to, to be like, oh, all of that like crazy shopping therapy, like retail therapy I was doing by buying crystals, like the crystal energy came to me even though I wasn't buying it based on like oh I need a stone that does x y and z it was ooh, I want that garnet pretty buy it so anyway um the other thing was that my child wanted to look through the book of course he likes his rocks too he does and I just cracked up because he as he was going through it he was like that one's happy that one's happy oh that one's angry oh that one's happy these are all happy that one's sad that one has eyes all <laughs> over it. <laughs> like, there are no eyes on that rock. <laughs> he's he's a real little rock wizard. Yeah, he's so got a thing for crystals. He does. So anyway. He's got special abilities with crystals. I don't I don't know how the particular energies of those individual crystals were. You know, but none of them were like, oh, this is a negative stone, right? Yeah. But like Or this yeah. one has eyes on it. It's <laughs> looking at you. Yeah, no, this one has eyes all over it. Yes, your son is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my weekly woo. Well, that's cool. I like it. I'm glad that you got more information to arm you mm-hmm. through your crystal 
experiences. That's right. And I'm excited to dig into the rest of the book, too, because he goes into, like, crystal grids and just all sorts of really yummy information. And for those of you who haven't listened to our crystal episode, we did a whole episode on crystals, so it might be worth listening to it's actually become a very popular episode we're looking at our episodes today and it's just it's a hot one so check it out if you haven't already well there we go that's our weekly woo yeah so woo, woo, woo. let's talk about let's talk about it our topic our topic time <laughs> it's topic time <laughs> with jillian and rosalie Ooh. First of all, let's not talk about our topic just yet. Yes, stop the topic talk. We have an important announcement. Yes. So, you know, rest and recovery is important in life. And I mm-hmm. hope you all are doing it, as particularly as we are in the summer months right now as we're recording. And on that note, the month of August, Rosalie and I are going to take a much needed break. We've been going at this nonstop since, well, actually since I think September of, of yeah. 2019. Well, but there was a big break. 2020, September 2020. So uh, even though we started posting our episode in December, like we were going strong from September. So it's in that note, it's been about a year by the time August rolls around. And we just thought it'd be good to rest, recover so that we can come back full of ziz. I I, I don't know what ziz is. I don't either, but it came out of me. Full of it. Full of ziz. (laughs) Full of ziz and zazz. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we will be back. We will be back. In September. Mm -hmm, We will. And so I guess it'll be season two. It'll be season two. We're going to brainstorm some new things for our... I don't know what that will be. (laughs) I have ideas. (laughs) Tune in and find out (laughs) in our next episode of Shit My Soul Says. Okay, so now that our announcement is over. It's done. What's our topic today? Our topic today is animal communication. Woo! And other animal-related woo things. Yes. It's it's our animal woo topic. It's animal shit. It's animal shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just, it's the scat episode. It's the scat episode. (laughs) Not jazz-related. No. Animal poop-related. Animal poop-related. Animal shit. Animal shit. (laughs) This is about, so let's, we're, we're, we've got a few different topics we're going to cover in this episode. Yeah. So let's break it down for you. Okay. Okay, so it comes in three parts. The first one we're going to be talking about in our animal shit is animal communication. And what we mean by that is when you are like telepathically communicating or somebody is telepathically communicating with animals. So we're not talking about like body language or your voice or even that fantastic dog that has a little keyboard that he can hit and (laughs) say the words and communicate with us, which is awesome. But we're talking about the woo side of animal communication. Right. Connecting with your with your pet or other animals to get information. Exactly. Or communicate information. So then our next topic is animal omens or oracles. And that's basically when an animal comes to you or you're seeing an animal, particularly a lot of particular type of animal, and they have a message mm-hmm. or perhaps they're even going to be working with you depending on your tradition, which we'll get into that. But it basically is, has some meaning for you, the right. fact that you're seeing an animal. And then uh, there is animal divination. Which we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, but I did want to bring it up, which in ancient history, a lot of cultures would get, they would divine things based on the behavior of certain animals. 
Um, they also did things with like entrails. Yeah, that's and what that came to mind when you started talking about that. But but we're, we're not going to talk about, mm. like the word augury, for instance, which is a word that I've read before. You know, it's like oh, it's an augur of this or the augury, and that means divination by paying attention to bird behavior. So like. Mm. The formation of the birds, oh, the tree, yes. or I like totally see that the types of birds that are flying through the sky at any given time. You know, if you've got a murder of crows, yeah, what yeah, are they yeah. telling you? You know, that sort of thing. Like one crows, two crows, three crows. They all mean different things depending on how many how many of them you see. Almost certainly, <laughs> it's <laughs> a fact. Yeah, and uh, like the howling of wolves and how their noises and like what they're saying. You know that those are were ancient divination techniques. And I just wanted to bring that up because that is a very woo thing. Yeah. And I have never divined anything by my cat's meows other Mm. than I think my cat is hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Or angry. (laughs) Or wants to be petted or whatever. Yeah. But I just think that that was just being a shit. (laughs) She's often a shit. Uh, But I think that that just goes back to how important animals have been in their relationship with humans and their relationship to the universe. Yeah. So good. So we're going to talk about it. Well, that, I, mean, I think we just we talked about it. it. Yeah. No, I was like thinking about. I was like, I don't know what more we have to say than that. Yeah, nothing. I just wanted to bring it up. Okay, so that's not it's 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 a side dish. That was yeah, your side dish. It's a little cul-de-sac. It was a cul-de-sac. And now we're gonna go on. We're to... gonna dive on in. Yeah. About so <laughs> <laughs> like dolphins. We're gonna dive like dolphin or penguins. Yes. Some other sea animal. Otters. Why not? I want to hear a little bit about your experience with animal communication. First of all, I attempted to telepathically communicate with Nala. Uh, Side note, I was going, because I knew that was like what we were supposed to do today. But I, like I said, I've been in a state today and everything that I read is like, you have to have a clear mind and my mind was not clear. Well, and to be fair, like I was, we had guests over and my child was performing. And as he was doing that, I was like, oh crap, (laughs) (laughs) I'm supposed to try to talk to my cat. And my friends were like, what? <laughs> like, it's for the podcast. <laughs> Get on board, people. <laughs> but yeah, so I wasn't exactly in the right headspace either. Well, maybe we'll save it for like season two will be the experiment season. Yeah, that's right. Because we do have a lot of experiments. We've got we lots of experiments. <laughs> so I have two stories that are kind of about cats. And familiars. Yeah. So my definition of a familiar is an animal companion that is a pet. Or it could be a wild animal that spends a lot of time with you, but it's usually going to be a pet. And they are attracted to your magical woo workings. And they like to be present with you. They're, they're, they have like a woo energy. They help you out. Okay. And so for me, cats tend to be kind of protective. They're going to chase away anything that's like trying to get involved in your work. But the... It makes me think of Charmed or Sabrina or something. Oh, totally. (laughs) It's all factual, those shows. Yes, those are all... Very factual. 100% factual. Mm -hmm. Magic. They're they're not. (laughs) But my, my cat, Nala, who is my familiar, has on a number of occasions 
helped me with my tarot readings. Oh. Where I, I, the first time she ever did it, I remember I was, I was doing a reading for myself and I was struggling. I was like, this doesn't make sense. What am I missing? This just isn't working. And she saunters up and she knocks the, the deck over, right? So she spills the cards out so that they're all lined up. And then she puts her paw down right on top of one. Oh. And then when I picked up the card that she had done that to, she walked away. Oh. So I picked it up and it made the whole reading click. Oh, nice. Thank you, Nala. Yeah, thank you, Nala. So that was my kind of fun, like, thing. And Nala has done that a few times since then. Um, My other familiar story was before I had Nala. And I had a different cat, Miko, and I tried to get him to be my familiar and he wasn't interested. He was like, fuck, no, I'm not going to be a familiar. Yeah. But I I got other business. I got (laughs) other things to do. Exactly. But I was living with my sister for a short period of time, but I really liked one of her cats, Malia. And Malia was a very stupid cat. I don't know why I even thought that she might want to be a familiar, But I asked her, like, I did, like, a little ritual, and I, like, got my head in the right headspace, and I went up to Malia, and I was like, Malia, do you want to be my familiar? And she looked up at me with the biggest eyes, but not, like, dilated the way that cat (laughs) eyes get when they're going crazy, but she's like, she ran away. (laughs) She was like, "Uh uh-uh. Rejected. (laughs) So, anyway, those are my kind of fun animal communication well, mine are also about cat communication. No surprise, because we're both cat people. Right. But, you know, one of the things that I read about when I was doing my hasty research today was that, like, yeah, it's it's a little harder to communicate with cats, because they do it, as we know, on their own damn time. <laughs> dogs apparently are easier to communicate with, which you, which makes sense. Sure. People love dogs. You <laughs> say that with such dis. No, I really did. I don't know why. I used to not like dogs and I've opened my heart up to them because I really see that they've got joyful energy. They do. I just I just don't like the way they smell and jump up on me. Yeah. And but anyway, they're lovely. I appreciate their energy. That's not my animal communication story. My animal I have two of them actually. So the one that was kind of like the most clearly like, oh, that was a, just, it got a message from my cat. And it, granted, it was after I read a book about animal communication. So it's a little <laughs> bit more open to it. But so I've got two cats, Leia, who's older, and Kylo, who's younger and feisty as hell. Mm-hmm. And he loves chasing her around. And he's like twice her size. And he torments her and chases her around. And he was doing that one day. and And she was like hissing at him and she did not want it. And like... She got, she was right in my face and looked at me and it was like, clearly it came in my head. Get him away from me. (laughs) Like, it just was like a bolt in my head. I was like, okay, noted. Like, it also matched her expression was just like, get him (laughs) off of me. Get him away from me. So it's like, okay, noted. Um, If you listen to our psychic episode, you might recall, I'm really good at finding things. Yes. And I even found a cat once. My cat, my personal cat. Did you already tell the story? I did. This is not the story I'm going to tell. Oh, okay. No. This is a new story. <laughs> okay, I was like, Jillian. It's a new story. So, but because I'm so good at finding things, 
And I told a friend of mine who's also a medium and a psychic, and he was just like, oh, I have a friend who lost her cat, and she could really use help if you want to come over tomorrow and help find her cat. And I was like, okay. I got, and this was while I was deep in the woo, too. So I'm like, okay, I need to go over and find mm-hmm. this cat. But then this is like was going to bed that night. I was just like, I don't really want to go and find this cat. <laughs> I don't like, I'm like, oh, God, cats are hard to find because yeah. they can get up to anything. And so I just decided to communicate with the cat. And so I laid in bed and I communicated with the cat. I'm like, you need to go home. Your person's looking for you. For some reason, the image of a white fence come in my mind. I don't know why. I have no validation about a white fence. But I was just like, you you need to get home. And the next morning, I got a contact from my friend. He's like, never mind. The cat came home. I was like, she listened because I did not want to drag my ass out there. (laughs) So thank you. So that's, you know. So you're making me think of other stories from my life. like what? So when Nala was younger, she was very frustrated by her lack of thumbs. And it was very clear. And she would constantly be telling me telepathically that she had been a human in her past life. And she was sick of this nonsense of not having thumbs. Um, and she's mellowed out. Like, the older she got, the less close to that she okay. was. So she doesn't care anymore. Yeah. She's um, adapted. Yeah. But that was something that happened all oh. the time. Another story that I have is I used to live in a house that had, like, an alley where I parked my car. And there was one day it was snowing, which in Seattle is not a very common it's occurrence. Rare. Old guy who lived on the other side of the alley kept pheasants. Oh. And one day one of the pheasants like walked into my driveway like leaving oh. a little track of like pheasant footprints in the snow and I was in a hurry because I needed to get going to get to work on time because it had snowed yeah. which means that in Seattle it drives a nightmare. Yes. But I had to go to work. And so I looked at this pheasant. They're huge. If you've never seen a pheasant in real life, they're enormous. And I was like, oh, God, it could hurt me. Like, this thing could really hurt me if it wanted to. But I just looked at it and I was like, hey, buddy, you need to go home where it's warm. And that pheasant turned around and walked back to his little house. He was like, yeah, good idea. Yeah. It was like, oh, it didn't occur to me I that like I could that. do that. I like that idea. <laughs> so I have ever since called myself the pheasant whisperer. Oh, that's good. But I've never encountered another pheasant in what? my life. 100%. You've got to have a 100% success rate. <laughs> exactly. That's what I hear in that story. <laughs> so one of the th- so we're talking about communicating with animals telepathically. And certainly, like, you as a person, not you, Rosalie, but you, you, Rosalie as well, but you listener, everybody can, like we said, everybody is psychic. Everybody can develop the ability to talk to animals and to listen to animals. And we're going to give in, get into that in a minute about how you can do that. But before we do, of course, just like any psychic trait, there are going to be people that are better at it, that are, it's more either it, they're, it's more natural for them or they've just put in a lot more time and work to or develop both. those abilities or both. And so that's animal psychics, mm-hmm. also pet psychics. I haven't been to one, but I've read books and I watch TV shows and I just, they kind of fascinated me because I'm like, I totally believe in them. And sometimes I think they're kind of sh- full of shit. Right. Because the truth is, is like when animals communicate with you, they don't say profound things. <laughs> so like I watched this animal psychic show and this one, she was British and she talked to this dog and I'm like, oh, you know, here's the chance. Here's the chance for this dog to communicate something mm-hmm. to the owner. What did the dog have to say? He says he likes eating from his 
red dish and not his blue dish. He likes the red dish. I'm like, really? This is your chance. And then later on, she goes and talks to like a hamster. And then the hamster is amazing. And then the hamster, you know, his partner died and he was real sad. And they wanted to check, the owner wanted to check. And he's like, yeah, he's really sad. And he's like, oh, he says he wants a new hamster, a young hamster. But not too young, but some somebody a little frisky, but not too energetic. <laughs> it's like, he wants to get some, this wow. little hamster. <laughs> this is his moment. He's like, bring me a sexy little hamster to play with. I was like, okay, Lee, I don't know if you're full of shit or not, but I'm I'm here for it. I am so here for it. And I think about it sometimes when I pet my when I feed my cats, like, is this the right dish? Is this gonna upset them that I'm feeding them in a blue dish? I don't know. I should probably try talking to them. <laughs> but they eat the food, so yeah. they can't hate it too much. By the way, speaking of, I mentioned this earlier, like I was reading this book, and that's kind of when I got the message from my cat about she wanted my other cat to get leave her the fuck alone. Um, but I want to point it out. I got it after my cat Luke had passed away. And if anybody's lost a cat or pet, an animal, it is like really hard. It's the worst. It's awful. So I got this and I'm all into mediums, mm-hmm. right? And I'm all into the afterlife and reincarnation. But I don't, I know a little bit of stuff about animals, about what happens to animals. Like there is a place, animal heaven that they go to. We talk about it a little bit in some of these books. Like there's a place and there are people that work just with the animals and the animals will come and greet you when you pass on. But like they have their own thing going on on the other side. Is my understanding, although maybe they can hang out with you too. I don't know. The information's a little fuzzy, so I wanted to get a book. <laughs> so I got this book, and it's The Amazing Afterlife of Animals by Karen Anderson. And she herself also wasn't like, had kind of natural abilities, but she needed to develop them. So kind of like you were mm-hmm. saying earlier, sometimes it's both. And so she had two spontaneous instances where the animals communicated with her, usually when they were pretty pissed off, mm-hmm. that it got really clear. But over time, she's been able to really kind of develop this. And, and and some of the animal psychics I've read about, like, yeah, this seems crazy. We get it. Yeah. It seems <laughs> not so. But it's true. Or I think it's true. I haven't done a lot of channeling as a medium. Okay. But there was one Samhain. So that's Halloween. If you Mm -hmm. haven't listened to all of our episodes and don't know that yet. Yeah. Especially Uh, the paganism episode. Yes. So once I went, I was doing like a seance with a bunch of witches. And when I say a seance, I mean, we had a spirit board and the spirit board did nothing because we were all way too well protected to let anything in. But then someone said, is anybody interested in trying to channel some something or someone? And I was like, sure, what the hell? I'll do it. And I'm up for it. Sure. It's not going to be dangerous. And it wasn't. <laughs> well, you had some heavy hitters there with you, it sounds like. Yes, I so sure were, did. You you were good. Yeah. I ended up, I channeled a dog. Okay. That had passed. Oh. <laughs> was it anybody's dog in the room? Yeah. It was a, a woman. And she was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly who oh. that is. And she knew it was like the name of the dog. And I was like, you know, I'm not a high energy person. I'm kind of a calm. Yeah. That's just my my vibe is more of a like soothing. Yeah. I'm a water sign. You're a water sign. And <laughs> we're we're on the water right yeah, now. Yeah, we're both undulating. We're, like undulating. we're on a boat or yeah. like surfing the waves. Yes. <laughs> but um I became this like super high energy dog. Was it a lab? 
Ah, uh, a Newfie, I think. A Newfoundland? A Newfoundland. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so I just think that's funny that I did Aww. channel a dog, but I didn't get any like words. So that's a good point because when you learn about animal communication, it's often not in words. Mm. Sometimes it is. Sometimes they can communicate in words, but often it's in images or emotions. That makes sense. And because, yeah, they don't usually have that big of a vocabulary any, you know, or it's harder for them to maybe to use words. Right. Unless they were a human in their past life. Like Nala. Like Nala. Yeah. You know, of course they do know words, particularly dogs. They know mm-hmm. words. No. <laughs> Food. Yeah. Walk. Good boy. Walk. Yeah. You've got to spell that one out. They sure know that word. (laughs) Yeah, but they also learned W-A-L-K. Yeah, they do too. They're not stupid. So I had a person who was a pet sitter who was Amber. Oh, yeah. Who we both know. Yeah. Who is an amazing woman who also is psychic too. So she would come and take care of my cats. And she told me when she would babysit them, pet sit them. They're not babies. (laughs) She'd pets at them. She would put, um, she would communicate to them, but she wouldn't tell them like, your person's going to be home in three days. She would say, your person's going to be home in three sons. She mm-hmm. would put images of sons, like three sons, so that they knew it's three sons. Right. I don't know if it worked, but I'm here for it. You know, I do that with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you go. They're about the same. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so lazy in communicating with my animals. You think with all of my like intuitiveness and psychicness and all I'm all my woo stuff. I don't do it. I don't either. And I think that part of that is that one, like you said, animals don't have much of interest to say. Yeah. Two, we become very good at reading their body language. Yes. So it, they don't have to tell us their needs. Because they're they're expressing their needs in a very basic way that doesn't require any extra energy on their part. Mm-hmm. I can tell you my cat's mood by her tail. Like, mm-hmm. it's like her tail's the most expressive part of her body. Mm-hmm. And so I know exactly how she feels yeah. 90% of the time. Yeah. So I don't need to have that conversation with her. But I do wonder, though, if we don't, when we kind of have that connection, that bond with an animal, mm-hmm. if there isn't some sort of underground, understream sort of telepathic communication. There might be. Because, you know, I know I read from, like, a vet one time that he was saying, like, when people come in with animals and they're like, something is wrong with this animal and I run all the tests and they seem like they're fine, like, I pay a little extra attention because sometimes owners pick up on stuff and know stuff that you wouldn't necessarily know from just doing a cursory examination. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised, like, if there isn't some communication that's being communicated. Communicated. <laughs> you know what I mean. You need a thesaurus. I, yes, I do. I, maybe I'm going into my animal communication. They don't have a lot of words. So I'm, I'm getting into Kylo's mind and he's telling me, give me food. So that's all I'm, that's what I'm literally was thinking about, like was food right now. Well, but cat food. <laughs> Not my food. I mean, but that's the thing too. Like, is it a psychic thing or is it just that when you live with someone, whether that's a human or an animal, mm-hmm. you just are so good at picking up on their their cues and they're unique to every animal. They're unique to every human, right? Mm-hmm. Because my husband and I share a brain. 
And it's not that we actually share a brain. It's not necessarily a psychic connection. It's that we share the same histories. We have the same stories. We know the same jokes. And so we'll have the same thoughts, but that's because we have so much shared experience. But could it be both? It could Could be both. Could it be both? Like, could it also be like you have the shared experience, but then there's also a connection between you and the other person or you and the animal that you have this... Like you're on it, you're sharing energy. Like you're yeah. sharing, like you're putting your bodies into each other when it's your when it's your husband. <laughs> so there's got to be some sort of a connection in oh, your energy for sure, field, for sure. But I mean, dear God, I hope you don't do that with your animals. But you do like you, you do like you spend a lot of time in the same physical space with yeah, them. Yeah, you do. And and you know, I pet my cats more than I pet my husband. Thank you. Like I don't know anything. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I don't have a husband to be like me too, but I bet my, I bet my cats more than I bet my husband too, because he doesn't exist. I mean, if I need a good snuggle, I go to my cat first. (laughs) You know, when I was a little girl, that was one of the things too. Like I had a cat, Mitzi, who was a Siamese, who I swear was like an angel. I swear there was something more than a regular cat to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I had some really hard times as a child. And when I would cry, she would come and lick the tears off of my face. Oh, right? Mitzi. Yeah. She was like, she came to me when I was about a year old and she would cuddle up with me in my crib with me. So we oh. had this like huge bond. She loved me, even though I put her through hell as a child. Like I I tried curling her hair with a curling iron oh my God. and gave her haircuts and all sorts of things. And she let you. And she was, she never was harsh with me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there was any necessarily any communication there, except for maybe that she was picking up on me. Cause when you read a lot of this stuff about animals and what they do have to say, they're very tuned into their people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they're not talking about their red bulls and their blue bulls <laughs> and getting screwed by a new hamster, they're very, cued in to like their people and yeah. what's going on with them and trying to help them or trying to be like they work too hard or like they are here to show us love yes. they're here to teach us love and how to love so they do have stuff to say if we listen to them yeah i love that mm-hmm. oh and in doing research there's actually a class on udemy 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 i <laughs> You pick it. I don't know. Udemy, Udemy, Udemy. Again, we're not being sponsored by Udemy, although they can send us money for this. Yes, feel free. Feel free. Feel free. But I did my little search about like animal communication because I like to do a little bit of research the day of. <laughs> so I have something to talk about. And there's this class, this animal communication for beginners. It looks like right now it's $18 and it has 4.8. Six stars, and it's about how to telepathically Ooh. communicate with your animal. Um, and people got good reviews. I was like, maybe I should do this. And then I thought, Jillian, <laughs> you got too much on your plate. You calm down. <laughs> you don't need another class. But then I got students also bought animal communication intermediate, animal communication certified course, oh. animal communication animals in the afterlife, animal communication 101. Finding lost animals using animal communication. So I'm just saying, we're in a new world when you can take an online course on this woo shit. This is really woo shit. (laughs) But you know what? People are into their animals. I'm for it. I'm here for it. You know, 
So when I was a kid, I really, 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 really wanted to be able to communicate with horses. Oh, yes. And I didn't have a horse, but I did go to Girl Scout camp every summer, and I always did the horse camps. Oh. And you ride lots of different horses, and even if you're assigned a horse... They're horses that have been ridden by a billion little kids. So there's no real bond. But I was always trying to like psychically tell my horse, go to the left. Yes. Go to the right. You know, just trying to not doing anything with the reins or my my feet, but just like trying to psychically get them (laughs) to do stuff. And you know what? It did not work. (laughs) Oh. It's because you were a young Jedi. (laughs) We hadn't developed it yet. And I also think... Especially if you haven't developed that skill, you're going to have to form a bond in order to have that communication happen, I think. Or you have to be very strong at it. Right. So like one of the, speaking of horses, a lot of these animal psychic stuff that I read, they're all into horses, which horses are amazing. I get it. I don't know if they're easier to communicate with. I don't know. But there was a story about a woman and I was kind of glancing through it. So I don't know if it was, she was the communicator or because it was tell in third person. Anyway, she was looking for a horse and she went around to horse to horse to horse because she was a, wanted to do a horse that did jumps. And mm-hmm. so she talked to each of these horses to find out their story, found out that some of them had been drugged before she'd shown up. Ooh. Some of them were, she was telling them like, oh, I have these injuries that this person doesn't even know about. And then there was one that was like this really wild horse that they were like, you don't want this horse. This horse isn't good for jumping. And when she talked to the horse, the horse it told her like that he wasn't treated well. Aww. And then they made this whole connection she says listen i need somebody to jump but you have to make sure that i never leave your back but i promise for you to do this and i promise that i'll do this and i promise i'll do this and like do you agree to make this contract with me and the horse agreed to everything and so when she she decided to get that horse she came back and the horse was all excited to see her and was happy and like lapped when it, when they went off together didn't look back at all and the horse has been like an amazing horse Aww. and people were even like could not even believe it was the same horse. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's something to it. I liked that story. It made That's, me happy. Yeah, that makes me get like a little bit teary. I'm not super teary because I feel like I'm sweating all of my fluids out. <laughs> it is July. <laughs> and we had to close all the windows in my apartment. And turn off the fan. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. We're sweating for you. <laughs> so Jillian, I feel like you've done a little bit more research on this topic than I have. What kind of tips and tricks have you read about or that you've tried that work, in theory, to communicate with your animal friends? Well, no surprise, it very much aligns with psychic work in general. Yep. So the general idea is that you have to really calm and quiet your mind and get Mm -hmm. in a place where you can be in sort of a meditative state and be open. And when you communicate with your animals, you want to communicate with a visual image, just like we were saying earlier, visual image matched to an emotion Mm -hmm. and maybe words, but particularly visual and emotion. And then also kind of just open up and listen and see what kind of thoughts come into your mind. Just be open, have a, have as much of a blank slate of a mind as you possibly can. That those are kind of the basic ones. And then as you get into it, there's even more like you can look and say, Oh, there are different tricks you can try. Like, Maybe you communicate with them, you try it while you're feeding them. Mm. And like you're using that. And then later on, so you're sending them messages as you're feeding them. And then later on, you can try again, sending them that message to see if they kind of realize like, oh, it's food time and run to their food bowl. 
right? Oh. So to see if there's some sort of kind of a reaction there. I like I that. I like that one too. So this is this is entirely based upon a fictional series. Perfect. It's real. <laughs> but the author is a pagan. Okay. So Mercedes Lackey. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. Well, maybe it's because you know that I love Mercedes Lackey and have loved her since I was a kid. No, I didn't know that. But I do know that there are horses on the books. So that's why I thought that. Right. Well, this is, I'm actually going to talk about her. Like there's, there's this entire culture that are not horse based, but there's a culture that has birds that oh. they bond with. So they bond with raptors. Okay. And pass. <laughs> you don't have to worry about I'm it. I'm not going to bond with any raptors. <laughs> or birds in general, but whatever. But a character who comes in from the outside world, who's like trying to telepathically communicate with these birds, but can't do it, finally realized that they communicate at like a different register, so they, mm. like a higher pitch. So even though it's in the brain, it was like the frequency was different. And mm. when she started listening for a higher frequency, then she could hear Interesting. them. So I don't know if there's anything to that. But I just think that's kind of an interesting idea of if you're struggling to get any messages from your animal, maybe expand your psychic ears. Yes. Try tuning into other levels of frequency. Yes. If that makes any sense to you, great. If it doesn't, it's okay. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's... And it's also based off of fictional books, so... Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's something to try. Yeah. So, I do want... I do hope that some people out there talk to their animals and can kind of write back and let us know what they said. Yeah. Uh, is it that they want a new little puppy to get frisky with? Or their bowls, they don't like the colors of them. Or maybe they have some profound insight and love to share with you. I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> so. Let's talk about animal omens. Animal omens. And oracles. And oracles. I have something to say. So tell your story. So as you may recall, in other episodes, I've talked about I went to Peru for two months a long time ago mm -hmm. and studied with a shaman and learned all about Peruvian uh, shamanism and Peruvian belief systems. And in the Peruvian shamanic belief system, animal omens are actually really important. Mm -hmm. When somebody is studying and on the path of being a shaman, it's actually part of their journey is that they're supposed to have an animal that is their animal that comes okay. to them and talks to them. And so depending on what the animal is, it has a different meaning. Mm -hmm. And of course, particularly powerful ones like the snake or, or condor or puma. And ever since I learned that when I was in Peru, it's always kind of had extra meaning to me because it's more than just... You know, we were talking at the top of the episode, like an animal, oh, this is kind of a sign for you. Mm -hmm. In their belief system, the animal actually comes to work with you right. to do animal, to do some sort of animal magic or some sort of a work with you. Mm -hmm. So tying back to earlier, something I mentioned in my weekly woo <laughs> that I said I would bring up. I have been seeing over the last two weeks, a lot of butterflies oh. and like monarch butterflies, like colorful butterflies. And around here, like I'm not used to seeing butterflies very no. often. It's pretty rare. And I've been seeing like a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think the message is one. I don't know if the butterflies are working with me. I don't think mm -hmm. that that's the case, but I think it is a message being sent to me that it's like this time of transformation. Cause that's one yes. of the things I was talking about. This is a time of transformation. And I've actually, as I've been going on this journey to like, okay, I need to start being really present in life and stop 
you know, watching um, so much TV, that has actually really helped me. The thought of like this butterfly mentality Mm -hmm. and really kind of thinking about this is a time of transformation for me. And I really want to lean into it. Hmm, I like that. Yeah, butterflies. Butterflies. I'm not experiencing a lot of animal messengers right now, unless mm-hmm. you count bees. Which I count bees. I, it's not that I don't count bees. It's that, I, you know, I also have oregano in the garden that's flowering, and they love it. Yes. <laughs> but maybe the so, message is you're, you're ready to be busy as a bee. Oh, maybe it is. Like, bzz, 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 bzz. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> Make your honey, honey. Can we make my money, honey? Make your money, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, your honey is your money. Mm-hmm. Your money is your honey. Mm-hmm. One of those. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that there have certainly been, there have been times in my life when I've encountered animals that seem out of the norm, mm. or it might be normal to encounter a crow regularly in the city. But one time I was walking when I lived in Seattle and a crow dive bombed my head. Oh, I walked that path many times. And so was it significant? Like, was the crow trying to tell me something? And I couldn't tell you because I was in a very like anti-spirituality phase of my life. But and maybe that was why it was dive bombing me. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, wake up, lady. Yeah. But but encountering animals that you don't normally see mm-hmm. or that feel significant. Or if you see a lot of them, too. Yes. Like, if maybe one is not that abnormal, but you're seeing five hummingbirds. Which, by the way, hummingbirds is a big deal in the Peruvian tradition as well. Oh. So I guess whenever I see a hummingbird, I'm like, oh, hummingbird. It's hummingbird time. <laughs> I don't remember what they mean. Yeah. But you can look it up. Or if there's unusual animal behavior, and by unusual, I mean something that you wouldn't normally see. Like, you know, if you are at a zoo and you're looking at the polar bear and the polar bear like comes to the glass and puts its paw next to your Mm. face or whatever, and it's, you know, it's like, okay, maybe the polar bear wants to say something to you. Yeah. Or maybe it's hungry. I don't know. I don't either. (laughs) Listen to your own intuition and instinct. And if you, and you know what, if you get a message out of it, something that's important to you, even if the polar bear could give three shits about it you yeah right but you get something out of it sometimes i think we make signs in the world around us because we need them it's Mm -hmm. that whole idea like you know you get a new car and all of a sudden you see the that car everywhere yes it's not necessarily because there's more of that car it's because you're primed to pick it up yes and so that's kind of i think one of the things that's interesting about animal omens is that there's something in you that's primed Pick that up. Totally. So what is it that you inside want to hear? Right. Well, and then I think it's also important to talk about the meaning of different animals. Yeah. And I think there are so many ancient traditions that had some sort of animal omen understanding. So animals meant certain things to certain cultures. So there are books and there's the internet and there's all sorts of resources about what various cultures have viewed certain animals Mm -hmm. as. Yeah, yeah, like for instance, you know, in Western, we see snakes as bad, right? Mm -hmm. Dangerous and scary, snake in the grass, that sort of thing. In the Peruvian tradition, there were three big animals and snakes was one of them, the serpent. And that was a really powerful, potent animal. Not a bad sign. Yeah. Well, and if you look at, you know, there are some uh, Native American traditions where the owl is an omen of death, Mm. 
Whereas in Greece, mm-hmm. it's a wisdom. It's wisdom. So I'm going to be more inclined to go with European versions of animals rather than native because versions of animals. That's your ancestry. Because that's my ancestry. And I'm not interested in co-opting somebody else's religion because I'm white and white people have colonized the shit out of the world Everything. and have made problems. So I'm going to do my best to not co-opt somebody else's beliefs. But coyote is a trickster, you know, mm-hmm. and I, it's hard to find coyote mythos in places that don't have coyotes. That's true. That's true. Sometimes you do need to look towards the culture that understands that particular animal. Exactly. Because they've lived with them for millennia or right. centuries or however long. And not all animals are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> not all animals are everywhere. For example, we don't have elephants here in America. Exactly. In India, they have elephants. So yeah, I think you can find resources on what the different types of animals mean, but then you can also think about what it means to you. Yeah. Just kind of like we talked about in our dream episode, right? Mm-hmm. Symbology is very personal. Yeah. If an animal comes to you and you feel like it's significant, meditate on it. Yeah, meditate. Listen to our meditation episode. I'm just going to reference all of our past episodes in this episode. (laughs) Um, You know, speaking of meditation, there are meditations where you can meet the energy of an animal. So going somewhere astrally or, you know, traveling in your meditation and having an animal come and present you with a message. I've done lots of those. And sometimes the animal is one that I expect. And sometimes it's one where I'm like, really? Oh, I wasn't expecting a deer. Deer, you know, I've always liked predators. Oh. Yeah. We're climbing into your head. Oh, yeah. Predators are my are That's my her jam. jam. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're talking about like, oh, no, birds of prey. I'm like, yes, birds of prey. You like it. You're I down like, with those birds of prey. I'm all about the raptors and pet birds and like parakeets and parrots. I'm like, mm, no, no, thank you. Okay. But like an eagle. Fuck yes. Okay. You're all about the hawk. Yeah. Like hawks and ospreys and falcons Mm. and eagles and owls. Okay. Now I know a little bit more about Rosalie. Yeah. Or, but yeah, predators. Like when I go to the zoo, I'm like, fucking predators, man. So I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. But but you got real happy about it. (laughs) But yeah. So like when a deer came to me once, I was like, why is there a deer? I'm, I'm predator person. Yeah. But you don't always choose the the message or the messenger. They choose you. That's right. So, Jillian, we have one audience question. Wonderful. And let's talk about that for a second. Yes. If you tune in to our social media, like, I was going to say Pinterest, but we're not on Pinterest. No, we're not. We're on Instagram and we're on Facebook, Shit My Soul Says. You can see that every two weeks we will let you know what topic is coming up soon and because we'll be asking what questions you might have. So stay tuned and let us know what questions you do have. Yeah, and huge apologies for not posting about this topic. That was on me. That's my job. And I was quitting my job uh, it should have been your weekly woo. Right. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot going on this yeah. past couple of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, mea culpa. Rosalie's going on a journey into, she needs the butterfly omens. She's in the transition stage. I have talked to my therapist so much about butterflies. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> Noted. We're sharing butterflies as well as all the other things we're sharing. 
Um, but we do have a listener question that yeah, came in. Because sometimes we get questions just from people that we chat with. So one person went, so we've been talking a lot about like how we can communicate with animals or how animals communicate with us. But what about amongst themselves? Do animals telepathically communicate with each other? Yes. Yes. I have no proof. No, I haven't None read it. None whatsoever. No. Um, but plants communicate oh. via fungus. So yeah, plants so, communicate. So why not higher so, orders of bee? Right. So why not animals? Why not animals? That's all I have to say on that. But I agree with you. I think that animals do communicate with each other, but I don't have any proof of it. I yeah. just believe it. Same. And if you don't believe it, that's fine. You know how they say that animals, like cats, only communicate with you and they don't communicate with each other. That's bullshit. That's not true. No. We know that like bees communicate and ants and like Ants. hive mind mm-hmm. creatures or hive creatures, like they're communicating somehow. And it, I think that there's an element of telepathy. Like they don't have higher order brains, mm-hmm. right? They're not complicated, but they are able to communicate some basic things. Mm-hmm. And I know that part of it also is they communicate through smell or they communicate right. through different sounds or they communicate through body language. Right. But like fish, you can watch an entire school of fish move in the same direction at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Or the birds. Birds Speaking too. of birds, I was watching some pretty amazing birds. I did not analyze the message they were sending me. I hadn't listened to this episode yet. <laughs> So now I'm thinking, like, what was that about? Because I was fascinated with it at the time, the way that they were (laughs) soaring amongst each other. Anyway, so yes, our answer to our audience question is yes. yes. And we have no proof. Okay. All right. So Jillian, it is... Tarot time! That was really, like, dissonant. Isn't life dissonant? Yeah, let's try it one more time. Okay. It's... Tarot time. <laughs> we're just not. We're we're not. It's a dissonant day. day. It's dissonance. It's fine. Yeah. It's because life is suffering. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about how I picked my card today. Okay. I have a whole story. Okay. I want to hear the story. So first of all, I used the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Oracle deck. That's very appropriate. Yeah. I mean, what's the point in having? Like a dozen tarot decks. (laughs) If you can't have a special one for every single episode. Exactly. Now that's a life goal. Noted. (laughs) But I told you about how Nala would help me with my tarot readings. And so today I was like, Nala's going to help me with my tarot card. Okay. So I pull out the deck and she was sitting in my lap and I cut it in half and tried to get her to pick a half. And she just stared at it. And she was like, I don't fucking care. And so I kept trying and I tried it in thirds. And and she just kept being like, I don't fucking care until she jumped off my lap and went into my room. So I followed her into my room. <laughs> you stalked her. I did a little bit. Like the predator you are. <laughs> and I spread the cards out on my bed. And then she walked away from me onto the cards. Oh. <laughs> so I picked the first one that she stepped on. She gave zero shits. This is not <laughs> actually a card. So that- this is so we said sometimes the tarot tells you to fuck off, and sometimes your cat tells you to fuck off. And to your tarot to fuck off, too. Really? Okay. Well, it's not appropriate. (laughs) I know. The card that I got from my cat's assistance was fish. Does she like eating fish? That's all she eats. Well, then there you go. She's just like, if you want me to pick a freaking card, fish. Yes. Feed me some fish. The meaning of the fish is restlessness, change of focus, 
and lost in the current. Oh. And I think that there's definitely an element of that with us in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of feeling like eddied about. Yeah. And feeling restless. You know, I'm, I'm moving past my restlessness. I'm moving into a new phase of things. Jillian's in the thick of it. Yes. So yeah, it just kind of makes sense. I also think that, you know, looking globally and nationally, like the restlessness of feeling like COVID is over, but it's not actually over. Yeah. Particularly for India. So yeah, that's, that's my card. What did you pull? I have a very different card. This is very interesting. Okay. I got the 10 of pentacles. The okay. Ten of Pentacles. <gasps> but there's a dog but on there's it. There's a dog on it. You got it. I didn't even notice that. Oh, how would a happy little story? Well, I'll read the thing. It says wealth, achievement, family, and satisfaction. So I think that's a little good story. For me, the way I interpret it is like we're in this current, right? Going downstream. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the stream, we've got a dog that's going to snap up that fish in his jaws. And take us to a, that was not it. This is not good, but I'm going with it. And and that at the end of the at the end of the world the water whirlwind is this financial abundance that's waiting for us. That's what I've translated that word into, even though it didn't say financial abundance in my world. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> wealth, achievement, family, satisfaction. Wealth is financial abundance. Financial abundance. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So and and fish also mean money. That's true mm-hmm. in certain cultures. In certain cultures. And it depends on the fish, too. And this is, I don't know, maybe a koi, maybe a goldfish. I don't know. I don't know enough about fish to tell you what kind of fish this person Because it's not a predator fish. If it was a shark, you'd be <laughs> like, oh. I don't like sharks. Well, then there we've broken your predator rule, haven't we? Mm-hmm. I'd say a koi. It looks like a koi fish to me. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like that was one of our less profound tarot times. (laughs) But there are both animals on this. And as we've learned, sometimes animal communication is not profound. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Really, what Nala was saying was, give me some fish, bitch. Yeah, exactly. I should have had my cat straw tarot card, but they're not into it. Yeah. I mean, Nala wasn't into it either. Clearly, she was not. What are you going to do? You're not going to do anything. Apparently, you're going to force her onto the cars until she does something. <laughs> Just pick a fucking pick card. Pick a card. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much to all of our listeners. Yes, thank you. We appreciate you so much. Yes. And we are going to miss you. I know we are going to miss you in the month of August. It gives you a chance to catch up on any episodes you haven't listened to. That's yet. right. <laughs> But yes, in the meantime, do go and visit our website, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, and then you'll get the announcements of when the next episode is ready to go. That's right. Mm-hmm. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Feel free to email us at shitmysoulsays at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know what your questions are. And if you liked this episode, you want to know what? We say this stuff at the end of every episode, right? This is our spiel. But I really am going to put a little extra energy into this this time to really ask you to go out and actually rate us and review us. It really helps. Yes. And you want to know even more, even more than like letting people know that this is a podcast that they might want to listen to. Like it's a way that helps give us back some energy. It feeds us a little bit because, you know, when we do this, it's a bit in a vortex and we can kind of feel like we're just talking into the wind. And it's a way for us to kind of have the wind whisper back to us. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So please do give us a give us a rating or give us an email or send up the newsletter. Just let us know you're out there. Yeah. Make sure that we come back. <laughs> yeah, make sure that we come back. It's on you now. <laughs> No pressure. And of course, again, part of the spiel, if you think somebody might benefit from this episode, share it with them. Yes, please. Yeah. And say, hey, there's these crazy chicks that talk about <laughs> predators <laughs> and cat doing tarot cards and apparently guinea pigs like to get jiggy with it. Hamsters. Hamsters like to get jiggy with it. <laughs> okay. That's it. On that note. On that note. Do your woo. Yes. Do your woo. And tell us, what shit does your soul say? Yes. What shit does your soul say? (laughs) Bye. Bye. Let's try that again. Bye. 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 Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-